the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. And we're brought to you by StableDew. StableDew is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDew.com to get started today. And we're giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Today is Monday, the 25th of April, and we are going to handicap the games for Tuesday, the 26th. Uh, first off, joining me and uh, bringing the average age of the podcast hosts way up because it's been too low recently uh, from Houston, Texas, is Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, have you been avoiding me ever since we uh, the two young boys have come on the roster? I don't feel like... Like, mate, we've made the team. Uh, they seem to be sitting one of us. One of us is riding the pine every night. What's going on? The the stars are just not aligning us uh, for us right now. But uh, it's busy times right now, Malcolm. You know this on the uh, Sports Gambling yeah. Podcast Network. You know, we got NBA playoffs going around and um, just so much happening on, on the website and just the NFL draft is happening. So uh, the bosses are keeping me busy, but... Um, we got some free time here this afternoon. Not free time, but uh wanted to make sure I, I wanted to get on because I think I was only on last week one time. But uh, I just wanted to make sure you're doing your job right. So I'm just kind of uh, babysitting here. You, I feel yeah, I feel like we're the uh, the universal DH moon off since introduced that rule. Uh, yeah. they, they've got <laughs> they've got room for an extra old guy to sit the bench and just walk up and and take a slug every couple of days. That's our job uh, <laughs> because we've got the young books on the roster. Uh, and one of them uh, joins us tonight. And actually, Noah, I haven't spoke to you for a few days. Me and Dylan uh, have been uh, keeping the same sort of time. So uh, nice to speak to you, Noah. How are you doing? Good, Mal. Good. Uh, in the heat of like school and exam time here, I felt I needed to take a break. And what better way to take a break and just talk baseball with the guys? Um, I, I do want to open up with this is just like what is going on with our weather right now? Because for me, like in the in the Midwest or Pennsylvania, we had 40 degree weather uh, before the weekend, 80 degree weather on the weekend. And now my sinuses are acting up again because it's going to drop down to 40. So uh, Dylan was complaining about his allergies earlier on as well. Yeah, so he must be uh, experienced the same thing. And you said you were currently in some sort of mad storm, Luna. Yeah, just another day in Texas. I mean, or down here in Houston, we just don't know um, what type of weather we're going to get. So it was sunshine over the weekend. It was windy, like late evening yesterday. And then this morning it was the weather didn't want to decide what it wanted to do. But uh, here we are. It's springing a little bit. So 
if I kind of jump off the screen here, my lights kind of went out, but uh, hopefully it, it doesn't. So far, so good. Oh, no problem. Well, it's been uh, it's been relatively mild here uh, compared to what you boys seem to be experiencing. Uh, but enough weather talk. This would make it a really English podcast uh, if you just talked about the weather nonstop. That's all English people talk about. Uh, 98% of the time, the chat is about the weather. Uh, but we, we've got uh, plenty of action to talk about. We've got plenty of baseball to talk about. Um, now, I'm going to have to be really careful here not to repeat myself because I've handicapped these teams already once today. Um and we put the podcast out only about four hours ago, me and Dylan Sutton did this. Um, so when I came to handicap the second game of Slates, I was then sort of looking at the same batting figures and things like that. Uh, so I will endeavour not to repeat myself. Uh, obviously, I've got a whole slate of pitches, uh, different pitches to get to. Um, so tomorrow, yeah, it's a, it's a 15 it's a fifteen game card tomorrow. We're back to a, we're back to a full slate after a, after a short and seven game field tonight. Uh, first off is the San Francisco Giants um, at the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, hang on a minute. That's today. Yeah. See, I've already... <laughs> I was just going to say, now, you see, my mind's going to play tricks on me all night because uh, I just nearly handicapped the same two pitches again. You, you first off, to, it is... It is I was looking at my it, computer. I don't have that game. <laughs> the, it's still the Brewers and the Pirates tomorrow, though, first. 6.35. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I am right, Noah. You no, you said Giants, so, but you're yeah, half you right. Oh no, I did say Giants. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm talking absolute bollocks. I apologize. Um, it is the Milwaukee Brewers at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Does that sound better? Yes. Um, Brandon Woodruff goes for Milwaukee. Uh, Mitch Keller goes for the Pirates. Uh, now I'm going to have to make sure I've got the right lines up because I could easily give you. Uh, today's lines. So let me see. I'll scroll down there. And the answer is, all I've got so far is a money line. Now I had um, lines for everything I picked earlier on. Uh, so maybe the lines are just updating. Uh, Brewers minus 188 and Pittsburgh plus 155. Uh, do either of you see uh, a, the over or under for that one? Yeah, I see an eight uh, with uh, minus 115 on the under. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, over or under, round about eight. Uh, the pitching matchup, Woodruff is two and one uh, in his three games started. He's got an ERA of 4.3, struck out 13 over 14.2 innings pitched. Uh, Mitch Keller is zero and three with a 6.23 ERA. Uh, 13 innings pitched for Keller uh, with 15 strikeouts. Um I'll crack on with this first game. We might as well go in sequence. Um, Woodruff was dodgy first time up, uh, his opening start of the season. Uh, but he's settled down now. Uh, has had two consecutive good starts. His uh, road ERA last season was 2.79 as well. Um, Keller, last time... I can't get Keller right so far. I know it's a small sample. But I had a feeling I had trouble with him last year as well. Um because obviously the, the the usual thing to do was fade him. But last time out, he pitched 5.1 innings um, at Milwaukee, uh, only last week. Um, one earned one just on four hits, and he struck out seven. So I do struggle a little bit with Keller. Um, the line on this is low. It's eight. Um, and a little bit like when we uh, handicap an NFL game. I think if it's tight, I was happy to go with the dogs on the run line. So I think uh, the, the Milwaukee bats have been struggling as well. Uh, really still not 
I'm not taking it all with what the Brewers have done uh, with the bat. So relatively low scoring, Pittsburgh plus one and a half at minus 120 for me. Uh, Munaf, what did you make of this one? Yeah, pretty much echoing what uh, you're saying here, that this is a uh, a rematch of last week. These two teams matched up in uh, Milwaukee last week, the same exact pitching matchup. Um, and you're right, Mitch Keller came out and pitched really well against the Brewers. And you're kind of looking at it and you kind of deep dive, dive uh, deeper into the numbers. And you're right, Malcolm, that both of these offenses are really struggling um, so far over at least the last seven days. And you kind of look at the numbers. They're number 29 and number 30 in opponent, or sorry, in batting average, team batting average over the last seven days. And you kind of, if you filter that by runs, um, it's really the same story. The Milwaukee Brewers are number 23 and the Pirates are number 25. So, uh, over the last seven days, at least. And that, what does that tell you, right? They're, they're, like you said, they're struggling uh, batting. Um, you know, Brandon Woodruff, like you mentioned, he had a rough outing, but he's kind of bounced back here. I think that, you know, both of these pitchers can probably do the same thing that they did last week in this matchup. I'm trying to look at what Brandon Woodruff did on the road last year. He was 5-7 and seven with a 2.79 ERA, so that doesn't really concern me. Again, it's just until I see bats start picking up, and I think this is a, probably a universal conversation that – Batting is at an all-time low right now in the history of MLB, right? With home run rates and batting average and things like that. So I can't get myself to the a side here, but I do like the first five under in this game or possibly even the game to go under. Um, again, I just don't trust both of these uh, uh, batting lineups. And Mitch Keller did look good against the Brewers last week. So he has that experience against this Brewers uh, lineup. And he knows what's coming. So, you know, he can make, go out and do the same thing or, or, you know, make some adjustments and be even better. So I'll, I'll lean uh, with the under in this game. I've written down three words there, Moonaf. Uh, I've written down the words, you're right, Malcolm, because I don't think you've ever said that before. Uh, so I've written those <laughs> down and I'm going to, I'm going to uh, tattoo it. I'm going to get right. that tattooed on my so, chest. I think. With the, no, why don't you mail that, date. mail that to me? I'll autograph it for you and I'll send it back. I'll do what I'll do. I'll put it in a uh, in a folder, maybe on a Google Drive somewhere, because I've learned how to do that now. After um, <laughs> boys, I I do have so, to ask you a question though. Like, yes, I know I know the league's at an all time hitting low, but you, they just faced these pitchers a week ago. Do you think the batters could uh, now that they've seen these guys once through already? Like, my instinct was under as under as well both offenses have been terrible to start the season and i mean my only thing is it what the under was eight that seems low mm-hmm. right are, are they trying yeah. to trap us here uh I, I think the even if you kind of go back to last year what brandon woodruff did against the pirates i mean like they've seen him right and yeah. I know that you know the lineup changed this more year goes over from year. Mitch Keller because he's been up and down, and a lot of pirates believe in the guy. Yeah, but he hasn't like been in uh, like a, a guy that you can trust that he can be an ace in his prime. You know. Yeah, I, I don't trust. Uh, I guess I, I should say this: that I do trust Brendan Woodruff to go out and have a repeat performance. But I don't trust even if the Brewers bats are able to get to Keller, I don't trust him enough to score more than five or six runs in this game because yeah. your offense still sucks. All right. So yeah, that's uh, exactly PV- what I was just going to say, Moon. <laughs> if you give, if you give Pittsburgh um, with maybe one or two runs, if you're being generous, then you've got the Brewers have to get to six. They, they can't do it yeah. um, all by themselves. And, yeah. Uh, 
what you mentioned about going through the order in the earlier pod today, so for tonight's games, I locked the over eight in the Red Sox Blue Jays game. Um, because Nathan uh, Yavaldi and Berrios are going against each other, just like they did last week. And I've yeah. got it written down here on my pad. It's almost like going the fourth time through the order, um, yeah. which is exactly the, the point you just mentioned, Noah. So, yeah, it's little things like that that you're looking for. And those two last week only gave up one run each, but gave up 15 hits between them. Uh, <laughs> now, I thought if they give up anywhere similar to 15 hits tonight, then that goes over the eight. It has to go over the eight, just with any kind of normal look. Uh, so that was my luck tonight. So yeah, it's a very good point you made. Um, and I don't know if there's uh, maybe one or two other matchups. I certainly noticed that a couple of times already. I don't know if there's another one uh, coming down the line. So uh, what did did you get to a pick on this game at all, Noah? Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of with you. I, I think both. I, I'm still on that side of both teams. I don't think they're going to score much. So that points to me, Pitt plus one and a half. Um, PVB that I have written down here though, Omar Narvaez, the catcher for the Brewers against Mitch Keller is four for six with all four of his hits being singles. Willie Adamas is batting 333, two for six with a single and double. Uh, Kevin Newman, the gold glove shortstop, but he's not a very great hitter historically. He's six for 19 with four singles, a double and a home run. He could be a cheap DFS play or a nice value in a batting prop. Um, and then so far in 2022, uh, I lean the two Pittsburgh hitters, Cabrian Hayes. He's batting 322, 17 for 52, two, 22 total bases. And then Daniel Vogelbach, he's a big boy batting leadoff for the Pirates. He's batting 311, 14 for 45, and he has three Vogel bombs, including one against the Cubs this weekend. I am writing down your DFS players because I have been absolutely miles away uh, on DraftKings the last week or so on MLB. <laughs> he was doing all right on the golf, been doing all right on the football uh crystal palace leads has just finished nil nil and i captained one of the goalkeepers uh there so i might have a little cash there uh, yeah. but the baseball i've been miles away we have um, so yeah i'm gonna write down your plays and play them tomorrow in the um, pn contest we have good competition i haven't won one of those but i've done all right um in the dfs contest i've just been donating money to you boys so <laughs> i'm gonna uh, I'm going to use your own expertise against you is the plan. Uh, next up is the San Diego Padres at the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, we must endeavour not to take 10 minutes to uh, handicap every game because we're going to be here for about three and a half hours, boys, as well. <laughs> um, which is Joe Musgrove against Riva San Martin. Um, I only have money lines, so feel free to chip in. I've got the San Diego Padres at minus 160, uh, Cincinnati Reds at plus 140. Uh, Moon, after you have any other lines, and uh, you can lead off with your handicap of this one. Yeah, I see a total of eight with uh, minus 115 on the over uh, run line, minus one and a half, even money for the Padres, plus one and a half, minus 120 for the Reds. Um, you know, this one's pretty simple. Again, just like last week, these two teams matched up. Um, same pitching matchup, I believe. Joe Musgrove was pretty good for the uh, Reds. I know uh, me and Johnny. We're sweating out the Musgrove uh, strikeout prop last week in this matchup. Shout out to Johnny. Uh, he had over six and a half for Joe Musgrove. He got out there for the seventh inning and, and uh, got one more strikeout. I think got pulled out uh, after that. So, um, yeah, nice catch there. But I, this one's pretty simple for me. If you like the Padres in this game, which I do, you, you might as well just take the run line because the Reds have now lost, I think it's 10 or 11 straight games by two or more runs. And I think that rather than laying the minus 160 with Musgrove, I'd rather just take that minus one and a half at even money, say about 60 cents there. Again, this Reds team we've talked about, they're not very good. They're three and 13 on the season so far. 
Um, and again, against a left-handed pitching, uh, the uh, the Padres are actually number 10 in the entire league in OPS at 728. So I'm probably looking at minus one and a half on the Padres as well as taking their team total to go over. That number hasn't been posted yet. I finished six places outside the money uh, in that uh, DraftKings contest on the football, uh, on the bubble. Yeah, you just stole my uh, stat, Muna, for... Cincinnati Reds, uh, I mean, it wasn't a secret. I think they'd lost 11 games by over yeah. one run, uh, which was a bit of a record. Um, Noah, what have you got on this one? Yeah, so just like we mentioned with the last matchup, uh, both of these pitchers have already faced these teams and both had some success against them. Um, I do believe that the batters would have more success facing them the second time around with only a week in between. Um, who would you trust more, Musgrove or San Martin? I- I'm going with Musgrove in this matchup. Mm-hmm. So I'm right there with Munaf. I-, I like the value in the plus 100 on the San Diego Padres uh, run line. And I had this play last week, and he was out with, I think it was like a wrist issue. Uh, Mike Moustakis, is he back yet? Uh, let me check. I know he was put on the 10-day IL, I believe. Yeah. So I don't think it's been 10 days yet, but I'll check. I've kind of been zoned out with uh, school and everything, so I haven't paid attention to injury list. But uh, so yeah, Mus- uh, Mustakis, he's four for ten against Musgrove. If Mustakis does play, he's got three home runs against him. So I would really like at least the total basis prop on uh, Mustakis. Um, Joey Votto's batting three eighty one, eight for twenty one, three singles, three doubles, and two home runs. And then in 2022, Manny the Machete Machado is batting 339, 21 for 62 with 35 total bases and three bombs. And then Eric Hosmer, his partner on the other side of the diamond at first base, is batting 375, 21 for 56 with 27 total bases. He hasn't elevated the ball yet this year for any uh, home runs or extra bases, but he's gotten a ton of singles so far. I'm writing these names down so fast. Uh, I'm not going to be able to read them tomorrow when it comes to uh, to putting my lineup in. Um, I'm going to fly ever so slightly in the face of uh, your two picks here. Um, Musgrove has been incredibly consistent. Uh, almost three identical lines in the, the games he started. Um, San Martin pitched at San Diego um, last time out as well. So he's another pitcher going up against... Uh, the, the same team. He he gave up five uh, earned runs on five hits. He gave up three of those in the first innings, so, and he settled down after that. Um, now, he's someone that I've talked about probably for about a month now. I think I talked about him pre-season. I talked about him as a fantasy sleeper. So I'm going to have to keep p- back in the core skills. Um, I think he can maybe keep Cincinnati competitive here. Uh, and I was going to take the Reds on the run line. Um, earlier on, I had them at minus 120. Uh plus one and a half for the Cincinnati Reds. And now the next game here was a, it was a pitcher. The Tampa Bay pitcher was TBD when I did it. So I haven't got much of a handicap. Uh, maybe Noah, you can go first and can fill us in on this. It's the 6.40 first pitch. Uh, Seattle Mariners at the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Logan Gilbert goes for Seattle. And it is now Matt Whistler uh, who goes for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I have money. I don't actually even have money lines. So, uh, no, if you've got any lines, you can throw them out uh, and then you can lead off with a handicap. 
Yeah, this is also pretty interesting because the last podcast that I was on, um, we were talking about it with uh, Dave Sherapan about how you never know who the Rays are going to throw at you. And it's almost like the day of maybe a couple hours before you actually find out their starting pitcher. And it happened with us on Saturday with the Rays. They went bullpen game and they went nine innings, no hit baseball. Um, right now, I, uh, I have no idea who's going to be starting for them. But for the Rays, I have... Randy Orozarena is batting 333 against Gilbert, two for six with a double and a triple, but the other four at bats ended in strikeouts. And then no Mariners PVB because we don't even know the Rays pitcher. Um, Ty France in 2022, he had a great weekend. He has five au revoirs, a.k.a. home runs for the Frenchman. Um, he's got 42 total bases on the year. <laughs> he's 24 for 64. And then the shortstop, J.P. Crawford's batting 352, 19 for 54, two home runs, and 31 total bases. So those are two great options for DFS or batting props. And we need to take a moment's appreciation for the most highbrow joke we've had so far on the uh, MLB Gambling Podcast. A um, little bit of linguistics from Noah. Yeah, I've written down Ty France. I, say I haven't got much of a handicap on this game. In fact, I've got zero of a handicap on this game with a TBD. Uh, but yeah, Ty France, I think you got uh, Player of the Week uh, on us along with Miguel Cabrera and a player we're going to talk about later on as well. Uh, so yeah, Ty France has been flames. Um, did you get anywhere with this one, Munaf? Yeah, so what I'm reading right now is that Matt Whistler is going to get the opening start, probably going to go maybe an inning or two, and then Josh Fleming is going to come in and get the bulk of the innings after him. So uh, I'll probably still, I would probably still use Josh Fleming as your uh, handicap there. And it, it kind of makes sense that they have him as the opener because in his last two starts so far, he's only got three in a third inning and given up three earned runs in both of those starts. So maybe he's gotten into trouble in those first or two innings. I could dig into that um, a little bit more later on. Um, but again, Logan Gilbert on the other side for the Mariners, he's just been absolutely fantastic so far. Uh, he's only allowed one earned run in about 16 and two-third innings so far. And the Mariners' offense has been really good as well. Over the last seven days, they're number one in run scored. Um, they're number one in batting average. So they've kind of been raking the ball here so far um, in this season, or at least over the last seven days. Um, I'd probably lean here with the Mariners. Um, I, I know the Rays have, have some bats on there with Wander Franco and Randy Rosarena, like Noah mentioned. Uh, but I just kind of got to ride the hot hand here of the Mariners. I think that Logan Gilbert, until I see him falter a little bit, I just can't fade him right now, especially the way he's pitching. So I'll take the Mariners here. Uh, Josh Fleming, you mentioned there, Moon. Actually, in uh, if you're in a fantasy league where there's a cap on starters. Um, Fleming's a great pickup because you get all those innings, all the good stuff, uh, the possibility of wins um, without wasting a, a starter spot. So have a look at your league rules and Josh Fleming's a, a great pickup. Um, I was going to have a little scan at your team, Noah, earlier on in our league, but I didn't have time to scroll all the way down to find you in the standings. Uh, so I'll try that I, when I've I got had another hour or two in my hands late. I tied again. Did you? Yeah, I had a seven. I had a seven-three lead going into Sunday night baseball, and Aaron Nola went out and shoved. So, oh, nice. See, I did the opposite. I went from five-five to seven-two on Sunday night. Sunday night is where the money is made, uh, Noah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing a victory lap after two weeks. Yeah, I'm two gonna, weeks. I'm going to get my jokes in now. 
Yeah. I get three jokes in now while I'm in front because by the middle of May, uh, I won't be able to. Uh, next up, we have the Rockies at the Phillies, which is a 6.45 first pitch. Herman Marquez goes for Colorado. Uh, Zach Eflin goes for Philly. See if I can find some lines for you on this one. Oh, okay, this is better. I, I've got Colorado at plus 120, uh, Philly at minus 140, and the overall under is set at eight. Um, Herman Marquez has no winning or losing record so far in his three starts. Uh, 4.67 ERA with 13 strikeouts. Eflin is 0-1 with a 5.27 ERA. Has struck out 12. Um, Marquez is given given up lots of hard contact uh, in these he's a, uh, starts he's had. This is his first road start as well. Um, he's had all his three starts have been in Colorado, which is obviously quite a unique environment. And Colorado have been going along quite well. They've been overachieving, um, I I would say, more than any other side uh, in MLB. Um, but this is his first turn on the road. He had a 5.3 ERA on the road in 2021. Um, Eflin is doing a fairly similar thing, um, giving up a lot of hits uh, and therefore um, a lot of runs as well. Um, this is two bad pitches and the Rockies' bats have been okay. I think more by luck than judgment, they've fallen into a couple of lads who's OBP. Connor Joe uh, has been batting well. And then I think his name is Alan Trejo. I mean, on nobody's radar. And he's come in and done some bits and bobs as well. So, yeah, Colorado have been okay. Uh, and this over or under for me was just too low. Um, two bad pitches and the totals are eight. Uh, I'll take it every day of the week. Uh, Moonaf, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a tale of looking at the home road splits for both of these pitchers. So you kind of look at Herman Marquez, yeah. and over the last two seasons, he's really struggled. Uh, at least, you know, this season, he struggled on the road. Uh, I mean, sorry, going back to 2021, he had a 5.38 ERA on the road. Um, and then the year before that, he was pretty respectable, but that was in a shortened COVID year. So I'm not sure how much we can take away from that, uh, but he's been pretty consistently bad throughout his career since 2020 on the road, 4.43 ERA. A uh, whip of 1.3. Like you said, he's kind of gotten off to a shaky start here, at least over his last two starts. This two teams did, again, match up in Coors Field last week where uh, Marquez gave up six, sorry, gave up four earned runs and six innings off the eight hits, did give up three home runs. I think that's a big concerning part. Um, but it is Coors Field again. So, you know, the, the ball is going to fly there regardless of the weather. And then you take a look at Zach Eflin. He's been really good at home. And, and, you know, going back to last season, he had a 3.02 ERA compared to 5.12 on the road. 2020, 3.09 ERA at home and 5.91 away. Um, and again, uh, last week, he did face the Rockies as well. He gave up two earned runs off of eight hits and five and two thirds. Um, I would probably lean with the Phillies here. I know they've been struggling here a little bit. I'd rather trust Zach Eflin uh sorry, pitching at home versus on the road. Uh, and again, Herman Marquez has been consistently bad on the road. So, um, and again, looking at the numbers, I know the Pirates, sorry, the uh, Rockies bats have been doing pretty well here. Um, I just don't trust them on the road, especially, you know, they are in Coors Field. I think there's a spot, at least in game one, where I've liked the Phillies and Eflin at home. So I think that's my handicap here. I'll take the Phillies on the money line. Yeah, there's not. I don't think there's many times this season or certainly uh, if we transplant this game to uh, August or September where uh, the Phillies are going to be 
this backable a price uh, at home to Colorado. I think uh, Colorado's current form uh, is making their price slightly more attractive uh, for the next uh, week or two. Uh, Noah, what did you think of this one? Yeah, so when you're previewing the game, I kind of screamed blind over there because this one is just yeah. that one game where a team has stats just thrown up on my page right now. It is all Phillies, and uh, you've spelled everything about Marquez not having road success and maybe not even having success in general, in my opinion. And Eflin you can trust, but the bullpen you can't. So I love this eight, and I would have taken it and over if it was at 10, honestly. So let's get into this a little bit. Johan Camargo, check to see if he starts. He's batting 833, five or six with five singles against Marquez. Alec Bohm, 667, four for six, three singles and a bomb. Check to see if he starts. Chris Bryant for the Rockies, batting 600, nine for 15, seven singles and two doubles uh, against Eflin. Castellanos is batting 500, four for eight with a single, two doubles and a home run. Charlie Blackman, batting 500, 6 for 12, 4 singles and 2 blasts. Ryan McMahon batting 500, 3 for 6 with a single double and a home run. Kyle Schwarber is batting 463, 6 for 13, 3 singles, a double and 2 Schwar bombs. I like him to uh, bounce back, making news uh, yelling at Angel Hernandez on Sunday Night Baseball. Look for yeah, him to have a good series so against it. the Rockies. Um, Gene Segura batting 455, 5 for 11, 3 singles and 2 doubles. JT Real Muto, 333, 5 for 15, three singles, a double, and a triple. Bryce Harper batting 313, 5 for 16, four singles, and a double. And in 2022, a bat that I like right now, he's really hot. Randall Gritchick and also Connor Joe Rakes. I have him on my season long fantasy team. Rake are Joe bats first and will score runs for you as well with the ability to hit a home run, too. So love the over eight and a half. This is maybe a multiple unit play for me because I would have taken it at 10, like I said. I will throw this out there, Malcolm, uh, before we get to the next game. Uh, so the um, Colorado Rockies so far this season have scored a total of 71 runs in 15 games. And in away games so far, they've played six road games and they've only scored 19 runs in those uh, five games here so far. So definitely keep that in mind uh, here. I think Philly's team total, if you do like the over, I'm not arguing. I'm not going to argue against it, but I think Philly, uh, Philly's team total might be also worth a look. Yeah. Trivia question, too. Do you guys know who's leading the league in homers? Cesar Crone. Yeah. And he's got, he's had 10 games at course. So, yes, it's a little bit of a juiced number, but yeah. still. Yeah, good knowledge. I did not know that. Uh, might have got there after a few guesses. Yeah, so big stacks tomorrow. We'll be stacking that game uh, in these DFS players. Next up, we have the Miami Marlins at the Washington Nationals. Uh, this is a... What time is this going on? 6.05. 7.05. 7.05 Eastern, yeah. Yeah, 7.05 Eastern first pitch. Uh, don't start with the time zones moving off. We don't do very well with that. Um <laughs> Sandy Alcantara uh, goes for Miami and Jojo Gray. Um, I've been calling him Josiah Gray for the first three weeks, but I listened to the radio call and they were determined to call him Jojo Gray. Uh, so I'm going to go with Jojo Gray. Uh, it's on the mound for Washington. Uh, let me see if I can locate some lines. Um, tally site's a bit sleepy today, but I do have full lines for this one. Uh, Miami, minus 133. Uh, Washington, Oh, the dog at plus 110. The overall under is set at eight. Again, Moonaf, you're up, go. Yeah, Sandy Alcantara. I mean, we've talked about him a lot this season. He's been absolutely fantastic so far. A little, I'm, I'm, I guess, average starts over the last first two starts uh, so far this season. But 
He's been good, man. He has an ERA right now of 1.86, a whip of 1.09. And again, on the road, his first start against San Francisco, he did give up two earned runs in five innings, but all around, I like this guy. Um, I will say this last season, it was, it was on the road where he was in a little bit of trouble, right? 4.01 ERA with a 1.23 whip. You talked about Josiah Gray. He's going to be on the mound for the nationals. Um, Last two outings, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Ten and a third inning pitch right now. He only gave up four hits and one earned run in that span. And another player that's kind of more comfortable pitching at home, but the numbers aren't really showing it either. So this is a a toss-up for me. I would probably look at the Nationals plus the one and a half here. I know it's juiced at minus 180, but I'm not sure here, Malcolm. I, I would lean towards the under in this game. Um if you had a gun to my head, I would probably just go with the Nationals plus one and a half. And I don't like laying that much juice, but under would probably be the play for me in this game. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Uh, Noah, could you split the teams? Yeah, so I was able to, uh, looking at some stats here, because originally looking at the game, I wasn't too sold on either team. But the Marlins' big bats in the middle of their order has some success against JoJo Gray, as Malcolm is calling him. So, uh, Jorge Soler batting 400, two for five with a single and a solar flare. Jesus Sanchez batting 400, two for five with a single and a double. Juan Soto, he's always a great play in DFS or a, a hitter prop. He's batting 364, eight for 22, six singles and two home runs. And in 2022, Marlins are uh, having success. Joey Wendell. He's batting 341, 15 for 44. And Jazz Chisholm, uh, he's batting 295, 13 for 44 with 32 total bases. And he had a great weekend himself in Atlanta last weekend. Yeah, I've got uh, Chisholm on a few teams and he has been been a good fun watch. Uh, I will make note of those uh, names. For me, this was fairly simple. Um, I think Jojo Gray will be inconsistent. Um, he's going to, it's a bit of a roller coaster here. Like Moon have just said, he's been great the last two starts out, but especially on Washington as well, um, he's not going to get much help. So I think it's going to be an up and down year for him. Um, occasionally you get the, the handicap, which is um, a better pitcher uh, on a better team and a better bullpen following him in as well. I thought that might be important tomorrow. Um Runs allowed, uh, Miami have allowed 58 runs, Washington have allowed 100. Uh, so it's about 40% more. Uh, so I kept this really straightforward down the line. Um, Miami money line for me, minus 120 I saw it earlier on. It's now shifted to minus 133. Uh, so there's probably a line uh, somewhere in the middle of that. Um, the place to find all these good lines um, is at WinBet, uh, the headline sponsor of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Um, if you can get over to WinBet, there's a $10 uh, gets you $200 promotion. A $10 bet qualifies for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Uh, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win Lose or push a three or more leg. Build your own bet parley between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. Loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. 
Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, we are giving away, we, the Royal We, the sportsgamblingpodcast.com, are giving away $500 in our NFL draft props contest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest contest tab in the SGPN app, which you all should have. It's winner takes all. I'm going to add that, Moonaf, to my uh, NBA winnings that you will be uh, PayPaling to me uh, when the Jazz have won the, uh, won, the, won the NBA tournament. I don't even know what it's called, but I'm going to take that money off you. Uh, so when I've done that, I'm going to double it up with the NFL draft props. Uh, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, the next game is the 7.05pm first pitch which is the Baltimore Orioles at the New York Yankees. Um, yeah, this is the most one-sided game on the card, and it's not even a little bit close. Uh, Jordan Lyles goes for Baltimore, and Luis Severino uh, goes for the New York Yankees. I believe I've only got money lines for this game. I do. Uh, Baltimore are a big dog, plus 225. Uh, the New York Yankees are a prohibitive minus 270. Uh, do either of you see your over-under on this? Uh, yeah, I see at eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah. Um, I spoke a bit similar to the Brewers and the Pirates is how many runs can Baltimore score and then can New York top it up um, to the over-under at eight? Uh, Noah, I think it's your turn to lead off, though. Go for it. Yeah, so for me, betting-wise on this game, I'd probably lean towards a Yankees run line here. Um, Josh Donaldson's batting 571, four for seven, three singles and a triple. John Carlos Stanton's batting 500 against Lyles, six for 12 with three singles, two doubles, and a Stantonian blast that actually went over the fence. Trey Mancini's batting 500, six for 12 with five singles and a mash. DJ LeMay, he's batting 313, five for 16 with five singles, and he's actually hitting the ball really hard so far this year. Uh, he's 1751 with two dingers and 26 total bases. And another bat that I like on the Yankees so far this year, Isaiah Kiner Falefa batting 300, 15 for 50 with four doubles and two stolen bases. The Orioles are awful and don't have a batter on the roster hitting over 245. So, yes, Yankees run line for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm running briefly through the pitches. Lyles uh, has a 3.52 ERA, a one and one record. He struck out 12. Uh, in 15.1 innings. Severino, uh, 1-0 with a 2.08 ERA. Good start for him. Uh, struck out 14. Um, Jordan Lyons has been on the improve uh, in his three games uh, so far. Um, however, I don't think it's going to be good enough here. This was a boring game to handicap. Um, Severino's last two starts have been great. He's allowed one run over 10 innings pitched. There's nothing much you could do that maybe tomorrow you might you might be able to find a strikeout prop or something. Um it was a boring handicap. I came down on the same side as, as Noah. Uh New York on the run line um was a minus one twenty-five earlier on. So um Moonaf, you have anything inspired for this one or uh, were you stuck in the same rut as us? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing uh you guys said. I know you know he did face the Yankees back on April 15th. That was in Oakland, and we know that's pretty much a pitcher's park, which is just so much foul territory there. Now you're going into short porch and right field. Um, do check the weather in this game, of course, in New York. Um, you know, whether it's cold or the wind is blowing in or out. Um, 
I, I think I'll probably base my uh, play off of that, but I would lean against the – sorry, with the run line of the Yankees here. Again, Severino has been really good so far, like you mentioned, Malcolm. And, again, going up against this offense, like Noah said, that doesn't have a batter above 245. I just don't, them, don't see them teeing off against Severino. So if he's able to go out and repeat the performance he's had over his last two in, uh, games, he's gone five innings each in those. And then let the bullpen kind of take over from there. Uh, again, Stanton and Judge may have some uh, uh, long bombs in this game. So I'll lean with you guys with the Yankees run line. Okie doke. Uh, next is a 707 Eastern first pitch. Um, we're going to have Boston Red Sox against the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, the pitching matchup is Nick Pavetta uh, for Boston and Kevin Gorsman goes for Toronto. Uh, I do have full lines for this one. The Red Sox to plus 135. Toronto are a chalky minus 155. The overall under is eight and a half. All these over unders are very low, as Munoz pointed out at the top of the show. Uh, not much offense around. Uh, and the books are very wary of it. Uh, Nick Pavetta has a ERA of 10.03 double figures. Uh, beautiful. Kevin Gosman. Uh, has an ERA of 2.89. Um, I looked through, Pavet is a name who probably for three years now, maybe longer, people have just been waiting for him to get a little bit better. Obviously, this is a small sample size. It's three games, but it's it's not a very pretty three games. And if you go back through the game logs, um, if you just run it on um, back through the, last season it's the same every time um, there's a lot of runs being given up but they're being underpinned by a load of walks he's constantly walking four or five batters a game um, and I just don't see any change I'm getting to the point now where I kind of give up uh, in contrast Kevin Gosman hasn't walked a batter yet this season um, he faced Boston last week that's another one of those uh, another one of those pitchers facing the team again that we talked about uh, he pitched eight innings against uh against Boston last week as well without giving up a run. Um, I think this Blue Jays lineup could really get to be better. Uh, this could be ugly. Uh, and I took the Toronto Blue Jays on the run line uh, at plus 100. Um, Munaf, what have you got? Yeah, echoing everything you said, I'll make it simple. Look, Pavetta's last six starts against his Blue Jays team, he's allowed at least four earned runs or more in five out of the six starts. Um, again, like you mentioned last week, same trouble for him. He's walking a lot of batters, uh, and you can't do that against his Blue Jays lineup, which is very, very deep. Red Sox, they're, they're struggling right now. There's no uh, better way to put it. Um, you know, you put Pavetta in there, he gives up four earned runs again. You get to this bullpen, which is not very good either. I'm with you. I see Blue Jays run line here all day. Also, Blue Jays uh, team total over as well. Uh, no same game? Yeah, so a lot of Blue Jays here to love for this matchup against Pavetta. George Springer's batting 556, a five, five for nine with three singles, two doubles, and three walks to a zero strikeout ratio there. A lot to love. Bo Bichette batting 471, eight for 17, four singles, two doubles, and two bow bombs. Kevin Biggio, check to see if he's in the starting lineup. He's batting 417, five for 12, two singles, a double, and two Biggio bombs against Pavetta. J.D. Martinez batting 385, 5 for 13, four singles, and a jumbo dong. Matt Chapman, 333, 2 for 6, two singles. Xander Bogart's batting 14 for 34 with 11 singles, two doubles, and a bogey bomb. Vladdy Jr. 
is batting 267, four for 15, two singles, a double, and a home run. And in 2022 so far, he's slapping 351, 20 for 57, and he's tied for second in the league with five home runs. Also in 2022, a bat that I like on the Red Sox is Xander Bogarts. He's sticking it right now, batting 350. 21 for 60 with 30 total bases. I think I'm going to be with uh, Malcolm here on the run line on Toronto. I like the plus 100 price there. Why doesn't Vlad get a cute nickname for his home runs when everybody else does? Uh, Everybody calls him Vladdy Cakes for his big trunk. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll keep that off the pod. Okay. Is that where we're drawing the line? Is it of all the things to draw the line at the the amount of rubbish that goes out on this network and we're drawing the line at Vladdy's bum cheeks. Um, Next up, we have the Kansas City Royals at the Chicago White Sox. Um, Daniel Lynch uh, goes for Kansas. Uh, Dallas Keigel, here we go, uh, goes to the Chicago White Sox. I only have money lines, uh, which is Casey. At plus 125, and the Chicago White Sox at minus 150. There was a couple of lines today um, where I had to message you lot and ask if you were seeing things that I was seeing because I got a little bit confused. One of them's coming up later on, which was the Cardinals-Mets game. But this was another one that just had me scratching my head. Uh, Moonaf, do you want to take us through this game? It's pretty simple. Uh, Daniel Lynch, which arm does he pitch with? <laughs> he's lefty and White Sox mash against uh, lefties uh, pitching since going back to last season so I mean there's no reason for us to stop fading that right now look again number one this season in batting average um, against lefties they're at 290 Colorado Rockies are behind them they have um, 27 hits so far in nine games uh, uh, it's a very small sample, but again, going back to last season, this team was mashing against left-handed pitching. Daniel Lynch, I'm not a believer in. Um, I know Daniel, uh, sorry, uh, Dallas Keiko starting, possibly leaning towards the over in this game as well with uh, Dallas uh, Keiko out there. But I got to go with 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 the uh, White Sox here at minus 150 on their money line. Uh, also looking at White Sox team total in this game against a left-handed pitcher. Um, you're right. The White Sox do hit lefties, but they might have to score 14 runs just to uh, cover whatever mess Dallas Keuchel leaves because uh, he's been absolutely awful. Um, uh, Lynch has gone good start, bad start. Or the other way around, actually. Bad start, good start. Uh, so I was happy to give him uh, to go with the recency bias here, um, which is last game against Minnesota, uh, where he pitched five innings. <laughs> Uh, only gave up four hits and no earned runs. Um, Keigel uh, gave up 10 earned runs last time out at Cleveland. Um, he's had two bad starts. The White Sox are on his skid as well. Uh, they've lost seven on the spin. Uh, they don't play tonight. Lewis Robert uh, has tweaked a... Do we go Robert or Robert? What's the consensus here, boys? Robert, I, don't know, I call him... I call him Robert, but everybody says it either which way. So Moonaf, you are so uncultured. It's unbelievable. Do you know that? I, um, I honestly don't know how it's pronounced. So. <laughs> Moonaf also doesn't care. Do you know, I think Newcastle used to have a player called Lauren Robert. And so I see that name and I just assume he's some sort of exotic Frenchman. He could very much be called Louis Robert. Um, either way, he's got a bit of a... Was it a calf or a hammy or something? And I think Eloy's struggling as well. A couple of their big bats. Um, yeah, this is a team that's, like I say, lost seven on a row. 
uh, they've got a pitcher on the mound who's got a ERA of 15. Um, I thought the plus 130 on Kansas uh, was gigantic. Uh, so, yeah, I've written down, yes, please, on my notes. In fact, that's how big it was. Uh, so, yeah, Kansas City, uh, muddy line for me all day. Am I missing something? Uh, you've got the casting vote here, Noah. What do you think? Lynch is a lefty. You're missing a big thing there. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, for, for well, me... Like I say, if he, if, if he gives up 14, they're going to score 15, so they still win. I mean, that's just been the most simple handicap for me throughout the year. What were you going to say, Muna? I was going to say that if you kind of take a look at the splits so far this season for the for for lefties right now, you know how we just said that the White Sox are really good against left-handed pitching, but it's opposite for the Kansas City Royals, right? They're number 30 in hits against left-handed yeah. pitching uh, and batting average. They're also uh, number, let's see, 25 in the entire league at 205. So definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah, so I, I don't have the prices in front of me for the White Sox, but I would be... Um, interested in a money line, maybe if it's too juicy, maybe explore a run line. So we'll see. Um, Tim Anderson, he's batting 400, two for five with two singles against Lynch. Andrew Benintendi's batting 357, five for 14, two singles, a double, a triple, and a Benny bomb. Adalberto Mondesi, check to see if he's starting because he has not had a great start to 2022. Mondesi's batting 333, three for nine, two singles, and a double against Keuchel, and he's always a threat to steal a base. Michael Taylor batting 333, four for 12, three singles and a double. Two hit Whit Merrifield, 280. Uh, I, I call him two hit because a lot of times he does get two hits each game he plays in. So he's batting 280 against Keuchel, though. Uh, seven for 25, five singles, two doubles. And in 2022, Benny Baseball, Andrew, Andrew Benintendi's batting 388, 19 for 49 with 24 total bases. And also Tim Anderson is another bat on the White Sox that has been rolling right now, batting 313, 15 for 48, two home runs, 25 total bases. He missed the first two games of the season, but he's got six errors leading the league in errors. So he's got to hit like four more bombs to make up for that. So he's he's been rolling at the plate. I expect him to keep it going. And as I've been reading this, I see a couple of Royals bats on here. I'm probably going to switch to the over. Let's go over. Yeah, I like the uh, over too. Uh, sorry, I was going to mention quickly here, uh, Malcolm. Last last season in two starts uh, against the White Sox, um, September fourth, two and two and two thirds innings, gave up six earned runs, and then he did have one good start on August fifth, five innings, uh, gave up only one earned run, but back all the way in uh, May, uh, Saturday, Ju- sorry, May eighth, he went he went two and a third, uh, two thirds of an inning, sorry, and it gave up eight earned runs. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, well, like I say, yeah, if, you, uh, if you're telling me the Lynch is going to get, get walloped, I'll, t- I'll take the over 28 and a half here, no problem. Uh, we'll, take, we'll take 15, <laughs> 14 uh, Royals is the line. Um, let me tell you about Sleeper, uh, which is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. Um, you probably already got your fantasy league on there. I use it. I've got four or five NFL leagues on there. Uh, outstanding, really good. One of the cleanest apps uh, you'll use. It's so good, uh, especially when you've got lots of lineups to set. Um, and it's uh, it's really straightforward to use. Uh, absolute game changer. Nothing like uh, nothing like it in the industry. Uh, but they've just a uh, little addition's gone on there. Now you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new overall under game. Um any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the overall under. 
for example, the number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. Uh, the main reason uh, we're excited about Over and on Sleeper is that it's the only app where you can play with your friends as well, play together. It's got a built-in group chat, so you can see and copy your friends' picks. Uh, loads of fun, and you can all ride it out together. So stop what you're doing. Download Sleeper now to play their new over or under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. If you use the promo code MLB, no, use the promo code SGPMLB and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. That's SGPMLB to get your $100 match bonus. Uh, join SGPN squad to bet with the guys. SG.PN slash squad. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Next up is the Chicago Cubs at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, 721st pitch. Marcus Stroman on the hill for Chicago and Max Freed for the Cubs. I have a money lines only here. Uh, plus 160 for the Cubs, minus 188. Uh, the Atlanta Braves. Uh, do we have an over or under anywhere, boys? Um, let's see. Uh, eight. Eight. Another low one. Uh, pretty standard across the board, you know, these uh, yeah. these eights. It's a, it's a bit of a default set. Uh, there must have been lines early on because I handicapped this. Uh, I took I took a run line pick, which uh, which I'd no longer see, but we can get to that in a minute. Uh, Marcus Stroman is 0-2. With an 8.78 ERA, um, 14 strikeouts in 13.1 innings pitched. Uh, Max Reed is 1-2 with a 3.5 ERA, 17 strikeouts, pitched 18 innings. Um, Strowman's had back-to-back bad starts. Uh, it was really good. I think uh, second game in, uh, he got the second day start for the Cubs. was good since then. Uh, the wheels have kind of come off for Strowman. Um, eight innings. And 12 earned runs over those last two starts. So the jury is very much out. I'm not going to write him off because I was quite high on him uh start of the season. So we'll give him another chance, but I would certainly maintain a watch and brief at this point. Um Max Reed's been improving with every start. He's kind of going the opposite way. Uh he was excellent at the Dodgers last time out. A real stellar stat line he put up there. Um the Cubs have gone three and seven in their last ten after a good start. Uh they were my fancy price pick. Uh, to win the division at the start of the season. They got off to a good start. And I thought, uh, here we go. A little raise of the eyebrows. Just starting to slip away a little bit. So I thought with Freed on the improve uh, and Atlanta seemed to be getting their act together a little bit. The bats are heating up. Um, Atlanta run line at plus 105 for me. Uh, Noah, how did you feel about this one? Yeah, so um, for me, not sold on either side. Uh, I still got to look at it a little bit, but Jan Gomes, uh, check to see if he's going to start. He's batting 600, three for five, two singles and a home run. Uh, Adam Duvall, he's batting 500, three for six with two singles and a dinger. Lieutenant Dan's Dansby Swanson, 455, five for 11, four singles and a double against Stroman. I like them at Vanderbilt. He's off to a slow start here in 2022. Uh, I'm probably going to ride him for this game. Jonathan VR, he's batting 364, four for 11, two singles and two doubles. He was a nice uh, fantasy season long pickup that I saw somebody grab in our league for the DGENs. 
Uh, Eddie Rosario batting 333, three for nine with a single and two bombs. And in 2022, some Cub bat, Cubs bats that have been really good so far is Seiya Suzuki, Jonathan VR, Ian Happ, Nico Herner. They're all raking right now with an above 320 batting average. So that's a lot to like there if you're a Cubs fan. And I, although the record doesn't look pretty and they had a bad weekend against the Pirates, um, it's a very promising start to the season. And then for the Braves on the other side, uh, Matt Olson batting 355, 22 for 62, eight doubles, two bombs, and 36 total bases for the hometown kid. And Austin Riley batting 295, 18 for 61, with four round trippers and 36 total bases as well. Love it. Moonaf, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Noah here. I wasn't able to come to a side here. Uh, both of these uh, pitchers have relative success against their opponents here. And you kind of go back. Marcus Stroman, I know he's off to a, a, a bad start so far, or at least over his last two starts. But as a pitcher, you know, when he was with the Mets, he's really familiar with his lineup, right? He, he's seen them uh, four times over the last two years. Um, in the pre-COVID year, he saw them twice. And then last year, he saw them twice. So, uh, And he's only given up he, in those four, strides, four starts as a member of the Mets. He gave up two earned runs each in three out of the four starts. The other start, he didn't give up anything. It was only one inning. But... I think that success may have some um, maybe an edge for Marcus Stroman here. I think then the Cubs are doing pretty well batting against left-handed pitching as oh, sorry, yeah, left-handed pitching as well. They're number ten uh, in the entire league in batting average. Uh, they're number let's see, I just had it in front of me. Um, Runs scored. They are also number six in the entire league against left-handed pitching. So I'm gonna take a little contrarian report here. I'll, I'll take the uh, the Cubs here. Uh, on the run line at plus one and a half at minus one twenty-five. Okay, so the exact opposite of my picks is better. Me and uh, Dylan have found ourselves uh, on the same podcast, like we said a lot of times. And Me and Dylan are often on the same page. Now I don't know if that's a damning indictment on Dylan's ability to handicap a baseball, but, <laughs> uh, but we often have the same picks. So uh, it's nice to come on here and get on the exact opposite side. Moon off. This is the how the show was built. Uh, me and you completely disagreeing about things. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's nice to... Uh, it's reassuring, Moonaf. It uh, reassures me that you disagree with everything I say. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have the Detroit Tigers at the Minnesota Twins, uh, which is a 7.40 Eastern first pitch. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez uh, goes for Detroit, and Chris Paddock goes for Minnesota. We have lines of, again, just the money lines for me, uh, Detroit at plus 120, Minnesota at minus 140. Uh, an overall under anywhere there, lads? Uh, for this game, I see an eight and a half. Eight and a half for that one. Yes, sir. Um, and Moonaf, you can uh, lead us off here. Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, so far this season, he's, I guess he's been average. I mean, He's had three starts so far. He's only gotten to the or past the fourth inning just once, which was against the New York Yankees, where he's, you know, he's familiar with that team, right? And because when he was a member of the Red Sox, he saw them God knows how many times. So he gave up three earned runs to them in six innings. Uh, he faced his former team in Boston, where the Boston Red Sox were able to score seven runs off of him. Only two of them were earned runs. And then he also faced the White Sox, who, again, against left-handed pitching, do really well. They got three earned runs in four innings pitched. Last season, Malcolm, we talked about Chris Paddock a lot, and uh, we were fading him. And um, he's been okay so far this season. Uh, he gave up three earned runs in four innings to the Dodgers. He gave up two against the Kansas City Royals. 
in five innings. And, and when it, when I see these left-handed pitching, I really want to see what the opponent has done batting against uh, left-handed pitching. So for the Detroit Tigers, they're number 11 in hits so far this season against uh, left-handed pitching. As far as scoring runs, uh, Detroit Tigers, I believe they're right outside of top 10. So I like seeing that. Um, I don't like Paddock, and I think I got to stay true to it. I, I got to go with the Tigers here. Uh, give me the Tigers on the uh, money line here, plus 120 as a dog here against the Minnesota Twins. You've been a bit of a sucker for the Tigers so far this season, Muna. Uh, Noah, what did you uh, conclude when you looked at this one? So for me, um, looking at the two guys here, I have some damning stats against Erod. I'm not jumping off the ship, um, but it has not been a great start for the guy. Um, I trust that he'd be able to figure it out. Uh, it's only a month in with us, um, but I'm not a huge fan of Paddock. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the over because my lean would be Minnesota to win the game. But like I said, I don't trust Paddock. <laughs> um, Correa batting 462 against Erod, six for 13, five singles, a double, and five walks. So he sees the ball great against Erod. Miguel Sano, who has had a rough start to 2022, he's batting 400, four for 10 with three singles and somehow a triple against Erod. Gio Urshela batting 333, seven for 21, five singles, a double, and a Geo tracker himself. Jorge Polanco batting 333, three for nine, a single and two doubles. Max Kepler, he's batting 267, four for 13, three singles and one Jaeger bomb. El Gary Sanchez batting 250, five for 20, two singles, a double and two bombs. And then uh, some Tigers bats that I like so far Austin Meadows, Miguel Cabrera, Robbie Grossman. You all, you have to consider every one of them. All of them are batting above 300 so far this season. They don't hit the ball out of the ballpark, but uh, they all hit over 305. Like I just said, hitting Harold Castro also doesn't play every day, but when he does start a hit prop on him is always a good idea. And a Minnesota bat for 2022, Luis Arias. Look at him. He's batting 354, 17 for 48. So I'm probably on the over for this game. Yeah, Arias is often an empty bat in uh, in season-long fantasy. Um, a lot of batting average, but not an awful lot to go with it. Um but just to someone plug them in, he can guarantee you eight, nine, 10, 12 points uh, when you play DFS. So yeah, I like that pick. Um, I flip-flopped a little bit on this one. Uh, Erod hasn't been horrible, uh, but also he hasn't settled particularly well, I don't think. Uh, he hasn't been giving up loads of contact um, and he's been striking out better. So there's some point to say um, that he'd be okay. He's played three home games so far as well in his new park. Uh, so tomorrow... It's the first time he's going to be away uh, on the road. Last year, he was 9-4 and four on the road with a 3.95 ERA. Um, Paddock, the same applies. As much as we've got question marks and no one wants to uh, bite the bullet and go for it, uh, the same applies for, for Paddock. Um, he hasn't walked any batters yet, so he's kind of got it locked in. Um, I thought I'd take a bit of a risk here and take the uh, the under. Um I handicapped this myself, it did a bit of a Dylan and got the line to as is eight and a half. Um was the line that I'd be happy to take the under on. And that's exactly what it's come out as. Um so yeah, under eight and a half for me on that one. Uh, you'd be pleased to hear we are on to page three uh, of the three page notes here, boys. We're with 66% of the way through. Um and the next game is the New York Mets at the 
St. Louis Cardinals, which is a 7.45 Eastern first pitch. Uh, Moonaf's fave, Chris Bassett, uh, goes for the Mets. And Jordan Hicks goes for St. Louis, uh, intriguing pitcher. Um, let me see if I can dig some lines. I do have lines here. The Mets, uh, it's a close one. The Mets minus 105, St. Louis minus 115, uh, with the overall under set at seven and a half. I've seen that at six and a half. That's been fluctuating. Uh, that's moved two or three times in the last four or five hours. Um, and this was another one of the games where I had to ask you boys if I was missing something. Um, Bassett is two and one with a 3.00 ERA, 20 strikeouts over 18 innings pitched. Um, Jordan Hicks is one and one with a 1.29 ERA, eight strikeouts, seven innings pitched. Um, seven innings pitched, you might ask why. You probably were. Uh, Hicks um, has come out with a bullpen and has been kind of a glorified opener. They're stretching him out. I think he's gone two, two and three, stretched out to three innings last time. So maybe we'll get, uh, we might get to four, maybe tomorrow might be 3.2. Um, but yeah, he's a flamethrower. I do like him a lot. Um, Bassett, the, I think the three games that we've seen from Bassett so far are what you're going to get. He's had, uh, he's had two really good games and the last time he got lit up against a better team. Um, we have a, a term in this country, which is a cricket term. We call there's there's bowlers who get called a flat track bully, uh, and that's someone who can pitch well against a poor team uh, when things are in their favour. Now, I'm not completely applying that to Chris Bassett, but I think that's what you're going to get. Chris Bassett, I think he got Arizona and Washington in result to come away with the wins, uh, and then you're going to have to. Who did he pitch against last time? If if you got that in for the Giants. Um, that was it, yeah. And the Giants got to him last time. And I think that's what you're going to get. I think uh, Bassett will make it against these poorer sides. Um, yeah, sorry, it was, yeah, Arizona or Washington. I have got it written down. I just didn't see it. Um, yeah, and got turned over by San Francisco. Um, I thought the, the under was attractive, but it's seven and a half. Do you want to bet it? Uh, the cards haven't been hitting. Uh, their lineup's kind of quietened down after the... Um, after a hot start, the Mets are under machines. I thought either uh, the Cardinals on the money line at minus 115, or uh, if you wanted to be a bit more exotic, um, the Cardinals at minus 1.5 uh, plus 160. Uh, as we do look for an underdog, that caught my eye as well. Um, Moon, after you think I'm way off the mark there, you're going to want to take Bassett here, aren't you? So you need to make the alternate case, I think, or am I wrong? No, you, you're absolutely correct about what your, your handicap was there that, you know, in his first two starts, he went up against two poor offenses, right? The the Nationals and the Diamondbacks. And he went up against the Giants. Who they, they, you know, they got to him again. The uh, the Cardinals, they kind of cooled off. But over the last seven days, they haven't been too bad. I mean, if you kind of take a look, uh, if you kind of filter it there, they're number one in run scored uh, are the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, sorry, uh, they are... Ooh. Yeah, no, you're right. Number 23 in run score. So the, the bats have really cooled off for the Cardinals here. And again, we talk about Jordan Hicks is that from what I'm reading is that they're kind of making the transition from him being a bullpen guy to a starter. And that's kind of what they're in the process of. That's why he's only been going about two, three innings at a time here. Last uh, last game, he did get a start. I think they capped him around 45, 50 pitches. That's why he got pulled. But even after that, the Cardinals uh, bullpen has been pretty good so far this season. Um, their ERA 
right now is second best in the entire MLB at 1.95, just beyond the San Francisco Giants. Um, I would lean towards the under in this game. If you're able to find an eight, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. But, um, you know, again, like you mentioned, I need this is the start that we're really going to find out what Chris Bassett's all about, right? Uh, he's going to go up against a pretty good offense here. And if they're able to get to him, then we know what he's going to be for this rest of the season. So I'll go with the Cardinals money line here at minus 115. Okay, so Munaf comes out on the same side as me. Uh, Noah, what what do you say? We're all in agreement here. I'm slightly favoring the Cardinals line there. Uh, Minus 115, not like usually sold on it. I don't think I'm actually going to bet it, but that would be the side that I'd take. Um, The machine, Albert Pools, he's batting 417, 5 for 12, with three singles, a double, and two pool parties against Bassett. And Nolan Arenado, he's making an NL MVP statement early here in the 2022 season. He's batting 364, 20 for 55 with... 14 RBIs and 40 total bases. And another bat on the Cardinals that I like is Tommy Edmond batting 313, 15 for 48 with uh, 27 total bases. I wanted to mention this in the Minnesota uh, uh, game as well because I got distracted getting a text from the guys at SGP uh, with the whole NFL draft thing that we're going to be covering here tonight and tomorrow. Um, the Minnesota Twins since 2019 are 124 and 73 with uh, 233 plus run differential when Byron Buxton plays. That's a 101 win pace through 162 games. And in the 203 games that he has not played due to injury, the Twins are 94, 109, uh, 71, a 75 win pace through 162 games, and they're a minus 97 run differential. Uh, Buxton has an 8.4 war in his last 162 games. He's definition of an impact player. That was a tweet from Passon that went out uh, over the last 24 hours. Um, just been really enjoying this five tool player performing very well. Hopefully he just stays healthy. So that was a big part into my handicap of uh, the over and also kind of liking Minnesota to win that game over my Tigers. But back to Mets Cardinals, give me the Cardinals on the money line. Uh, yeah, I had the word Buxton written down uh, and never mentioned, but he had the longest uh, walk-off home run, uh, I think, in MLB history last yeah, night. Uh, yeah, 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 sorry, MLB history. Uh, yeah, Stackhouse is 462, maybe something like that. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a good shot. Next up, we have the Houston Astros um, at the Texas Rangers. Uh, this is a... Scroll down, 8.05 Eastern first pitch. Uh, Jake Odorizzi uh, goes um, for Houston. I couldn't say Jake Odorizzi without laughing there. That tells you where I am with him. Um, And Taylor Hearn goes for Texas. The lines are uh, Houston are minus 115. Uh, Texas are minus 105. The overall under is set at nine. Uh, Noah, you can carry on talking. Tell us about Houston at Texas. Um, not sold on the side here. I actually would be a little bit more comfortable with the over if the Astros were hitting well so far this year, but they have not, but I still kind of like the over as my play in this game. Kyle Tucker's batting 400, two for five with a single and a triple against Hearn. Nathaniel Lowe, he's batting 375, three for eight with a single, a double and a triple. Marcus Semyon batting 357, five for 14, a single, two doubles and two long shots off of Odorizzi. And Alex Bregman is hitting 333, two for six with two singles. The way I look at it, at it is Odorizzi, not a very uh, 
consistent starting pitcher and the Rangers do not have a very good pen. So I feel like the Rangers jump on Odorizzi and then the Astros jump on the pen and this game goes over. Uh, fair enough. Moon off. What say you? Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything Noah just said there. I can't get behind any one of these pitchers. Odorizzi hasn't made it past the uh, fourth inning, I believe in all three of his starts uh, and Taylor Hearn so far the, over his last two starts hasn't made it past uh, or any of his three starts so far hasn't made it past the fourth inning. Um, maybe a first five over in this game based on looking at the uh, two pitchers here. Uh, maybe they get to each other or both teams get to the other opposing pitcher early in this game. I'll probably see a, maybe a five, uh, for a first five over here. But as far as the side, I can't get behind any of these pitchers. Yeah, I'll keep mine brief as well. I, I, I took a photograph of my notepad uh, last week and stuck it in the Slack channel. Um, and it said, Order is he sucks, uh, which was after he'd been uh, taken out of the game uh, after giving up 807 runs uh, in the first inning. Um, he's 0-2, 9 ERA. Uh, Taylor Hearn, consistently bad walks and hits. Um Odoriz is in timeout for me completely. Um, the Rangers are going to win some games. I wrote the, the over nine seems sensible to me. Uh, if you don't want a sensible play, then the Rangers on the money line minus one hundred five. So uh, choose your poison there, either or uh, one of those two picks for me. Malcolm's letting uh, it come in. He says, "Put him in timeout." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He's on the naughty step. Jake Odorizzi is on the naughty step and he's not getting off until he says sorry for what he did in that last start. Uh, Athletic Greens. Maybe Jake Odorizzi needs some of their AG1 supplement. Uh, one delicious scoop of AG1. Uh, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients that support your gut health nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Something for you there, Moonaf. Uh, all the things you need. Cost less than $3 a day. Uh, invest in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality, recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I am also going to tell you about IP Vanish. Um, did you know that you're browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why we use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% of their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, just like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP 
Use the promo code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. That is a wordy Adri to IP Vanish. If you could uh, if you could cut 70% of the words out of that next time, uh, I'd be very grateful. Um, we are going to crack on with... Sorry, who was, who was saying things I can't say anymore? Was it Noah? What? What's up? We, I thought I heard somebody w- wanting to... Uh, issue some pills of wisdom there but i might oh, imagine yeah so um right after the ip vanish ad i just wanted to add it in that uh you guys have been gassing up our picks page a lot lately and we we got some word from the bosses they really uh love the success that uh you guys that we've been having and that you guys have been giving us um we are now on the second page of google's search engine for mlb picks so that's good news for us i guess that's great news oh there you go yeah yeah, the uh, yeah, most of it, it's it's the young people who've been uh, who've been doing that rather than the the designated hitters. But yeah, Noah and uh, <laughs> Dylan be doing great work. Yeah, the the um the the Twitter feed uh, for the new the new uh, podcast Twitter feed is an absolute joy to behold and entertains me. No uh, end. I use it. It's it's now a resource. Our own our own Twitter feed are now classes a resource for my own handicap and etc. I wake up in the morning. I can get a really brief recap of everything that's gone on by about nine different Twitter notifications that you've sent out. Uh, so yeah, keep it coming. It's great for my time zone activities. Um, I three enjoy. games left to handicap. <laughs> it keeps you busy as well. Yeah, uh, we've got the Cleveland Guardians at the LA Angels, which is a nine thirty eight Eastern first pitch. Tristan McKenzie. Uh, for Cleveland, a right-handed pitcher, and the lefty Patrick Sandoval goes for the LA Angels. Uh, I have lines of Cleveland are plus 130. The LA Angels are minus 150, which is a bit skinny. Uh, the overall under is set at 8.5. Uh, Munaf, we'll let you go first. What you got to tell us about this one? Yeah, I think both these pitchers are, are really struggling with control, uh, especially Tristan McKenzie. He's given up at least... Uh, sorry, last time out, he had four walks against the White Sox. Um, and then also he gave up uh, two walks in three innings against the Kansas City Royals in his first start. Not going to take much away from his start against the Cincinnati Reds because I know we know they're not very good. But, but this is going to be a, a game where which pitcher can uh, control, uh, have uh, control on their stuff. Because you kind of take a look at the walk metrics, um, the Cleveland uh, Guardians against left-handed pitching have been pretty decent. They have been, uh, they're number two in a, a walks uh, team percentage at 11.7. They are number five, uh, sorry, number six in run scored uh, against left-handed pitching. Um, Pandro, Patrick Sandoval is on the mound for the Angels, uh, a left-handed pitcher. And, and again, it, it goes back to the whole walks thing that the Angels are, are doing a fantastic job so far this season of drawing walks, right? Over the last seven days, they are number two in the entire league in, in drawing walks. And then on the season so far, they are number uh, four tied with the Dodgers. So um, if, if if both teams are patient at the plate, we might see some runs being scored in this game. Uh, total right now set at eight and a half. Again, check the weather for these, for these, uh, for this game. Um, as far as the side, I think that, I don't know, man. I, I think that, I'll go with the Guardians on the run line. I mean, it's juice at minus 150 at plus one and a half, but I just can't get behind this Angels team. They're just very inconsistent for me. I know, again, left-handed pitching for Patrick Sandoval. Guardians are doing a great job, like I mentioned, at drawing the walks and, and you know scoring some runs. So 
Guardians coming off that sweep against the Yankees this weekend, you know, they, they may be a little pissed and want to get a, a win here. So I'll, I'll go with the uh, Guardians at least to get the first game here against the Angels. Uh, fair enough. Don't argue with that. Uh, Noah, what do you think? Yeah, the Guardians team has been a team that I've not been able to uh, even get right once, it seems like, this year. Uh, Right when I start to buy them, they get swept by the Yankees. So I I guess I'll I'll follow Mel and I'll throw the Guardians in timeout. So what I'm doing is the Angels Angels have been inconsistent. Uh, The Guardians, I don't know what they are. I can't trust their hitting that they're going to show up each day. So I'm going to take the under here with Tristan McKenzie and Patrick Sandoval. Both are promising pitchers. the Guardians do well against lefties, but we'll see if their hitting shows up. Josh Naylor is a must roster in DFS if he's priced under 3000 like he was today on Monday. Then Jose Ramirez is all, always a good, viable play. Other Guardians options are Stephen Kwan, Andres Jimenez. Double check to see if those guys are starting. And on the Angel side, Joe Madden is such a fun manager, right? Because he doesn't have a set line on a, on a day-to-day basis, and it makes it tough for us capping these uh, day in, like the day before the game actually plays. So I feel like it's always Otani, Trout, and Walshy, and then you have no idea who the rest of the lineup's going to be. Um, but some of the role players are off to great starts. I absolutely love Taylor Ward. I said it on the podcast last week that I would be picking up Ward while I accidentally picked up Tyler Wade on the Angels team as well. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to burn another uh, ad. So I had to wait till today to pick him up. Um, so, yes, I like Ward. He bats in the top five of the lineup uh, when he does play, and he'll get you a hit, and he's a, stre- he's a threat to steal a base each game. Matt Duffy and Jack Mayfield are also solid, cheap options at the top of the order as well. In 2022, Mike Trout's batting 333, 14 for 42 with four big flies. He had a great weekend last weekend. Also, Brandon March, his, who I just picked up as well, he's batting 306, 11 for 36 with two bombs. Um, I actually thought the exact same thing as you, Noah, when I handicapped this. Um, but I, I'd, I'd locked it down a little bit to a first five under. Um, I do like both of these pitches. Sandoval's a name that's been mentioned quite a lot. Uh, McKenzie's been good. He does need to go a little bit deeper into games, but that'll come. Um, similar with Patrick Sandoval, actually. Uh, but I think the underlying metrics on both is okay. And I do trust both against a couple of fairly bland offences. Um so I trust both for a tight start. So, yeah, I got to the first five under uh, rather than the total under uh, that you've just picked, Noah. Uh, and I do have Tyler Wade in my uh, TG FBI league, uh, the great fantasy baseball invitational. Uh, just for steals, if I need some steals, uh, if I get behind in that category, and uh, Tyler Wade is going to... Yeah, he's going to jump in in September. He's going to win me that league by uh, stealing five bases in September when I've nailed every other category. Uh, Two games to go. We have the LA Dodgers at the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's a 941st pitch. Tony Gonsolin goes for the Dodgers. Zach Davies goes for the D-backs. Let's have a look at the lines. Uh, The Dodgers are minus 180. Arizona plus 155. uh, Over or under is set at nine. Um, I faded Tony Gonsolin last week a little bit, and he was absolutely outstanding. Uh, he's 1-0 uh, with a 0.69 ERA, 
has struck out eight over 13 innings. Uh, Zach Davies is one and one with a 5.02 ERA, uh, 11 strikeouts, uh, pitched 14 innings. Um, Gonsolin is getting stretched out as the season goes on. He's pitched uh, three innings, then four innings, then was up to six innings last time out and was outstanding against Atlanta in his last start. Um, Zach Davis is not awful. Um, his best start has come against Washington. Uh, this LA Dodgers team is on a completely different level. Uh, the Dodgers are 8-2 and two in their last 10. Uh, Cody Bellinger, um, if he starts it in form, that's going to be a, a danger because he, he was really a bit of a forgotten bat uh, in what was an already stellar Dodgers lineup. He's picked up Player of the Week uh, award as well this week, Bellinger. Um, this was a little bit similar to when you were handicapping the Yankees and the Orioles. Uh, it was really boring, uh, but the Dodgers on the run line, minus 1.5. Uh, odds of minus 115 is where I got this one. Uh, Moonaf, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, no, not going to get much from me on this game. Uh, I agree with everything that you just said there. Zach Davies, I just don't trust. Uh, you know, take a look at the, the teams that he has faced. He gave up four earned runs against the Mets, who are pretty damn good offense, at least so far this season. Um, you know, Washington last time out, not a great offense. Uh, and then he had the uh, Padres where he gave up two earned runs. So I'm probably looking at the uh, first five uh, team total over for the Dodgers and the run line in this game as well. I just think that this is just uh, a game where the Dodgers are going to outclass the Arizona Diamondbacks here. And like you mentioned, uh, Tony Gonsolin has been really, really good so far in the in the amount of uh, innings that he's pitched. He's only allowed one earned run into uh, 13 innings, and then he was only allowed nine hits in that span. And he was really good, like you mentioned, against the Braves. So run line for me is on the Dodgers as well. Team total, first five innings over. Probably going to be uh, – I'd probably say it'll be at two and a half with with maybe a juice of minus 150. But I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a three and a half, but I think they get to him early. Uh, Noah, uh, LA Dodgers, Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm going to tail Moon off on all of his insight with the different uh, gambling plays there because I'm all Dodgers over here as well. Besides the uh, Carson Kelly, Nick Ahmed, and Cattell Marte potential contrarian PVB stack. But, I mean, this D-backs offense has not been good at all this year. I have both Cattell Marte and uh, Dalton Varsho on my team thinking that offense would have been at least competent, but it's burning me so far. Um, Trey Turner batting 500, three for six, two singles and a double against Davies. Carson Kelly's actually batting 500, uh, three for six with two singles and a home run against Gonsolin. Cattell Marte batting 375, three for eight with a single and two doubles. Cody Bellinger, he's batting 353, six for 17, four singles and two belly bombs. He also had a great weekend, so he's hot. Uh, Nick Ahmed batting 333, three for nine, two singles and a double. Justin Turner batting 304, seven for 23, six singles and a home run. Surprisingly, Freddie Freeman is the only Dodger batting above 300 so far this season at 322. He's hitting two for seven with a single and a double against Davies. Mookie Betts batting 273, three for 11, three singles. And Max Muncy is three for 12 with two singles and a double against Davies. So I am all over the Dodgers here. Okie doke. Uh, last game then, boys. Uh, we've nearly done it. The Oakland Athletics at the San Francisco Giants. Dalton Jeffries uh, gets the start for Oakland and it's Carlos Rodon, uh, Stella Lefty, for the Giants. The Lions. Oh, this is another 
another big split here. Auckland, big underdogs at plus 200. Uh, San Francisco at minus 240. The over or under is set at a miserly seven. Uh, who's to go? Uh, Noah, uh, we'll let you finish off first here. What have you got? Um, so for me, I'm not going to go against the Giants. So maybe uh, explore the run line here. Dalton Jeffries versus Carlos Rodon. Uh, I love the way Rodon started. And if he can stay healthy, he's a very good NL Cy Young candidate. And I know Munaf has thrown his name out there uh, with his odds on one of the last podcasts we did last week. Uh, not much PVB in the Bay for this game. Uh, Steven Piscotti, he's batting 400, two for five with a single and a double against Rodon. And this weekend, Jock Jams, Jock Peterson uh, got going. Uh, he put up 37 fantasy points for me. Uh, in the contest that I played him. And then Sheldon Noisy's batting 313, 15 for 48 for the Athletics. Nice. Uh, Moonaf, you've uh, you've got a couple of tickets on Rodon and he's been outstanding in the, in the last couple of games. Um, are you backing him to continue that tomorrow? Yeah, uh, he's been really good, uh, like I mentioned. And that's why I picked up a, a ticket on him before the odds moved even more. Um yeah, uh, like I said, or like you said, 17 innings pitch, he's only allowed two earned runs. And over the last seven days, at least, the Oakland A's have been struggling against uh, left-handed pitching. They're number uh, 20, let's see, 24 in uh, hits against left-handed, uh, sorry, over the last seven days. And then over the last seven days, um, uh, batting average-wise as a team, they are number 28, batting only a buck 90. So um, I think that's probably going to carry you over going into a pitcher's ballpark here in uh, San Francisco. Uh, I think Rodon should come out and uh, pitch well again here. I like the under in this game, and I'll take the uh, uh, Giants on the run line. Um, Okie doke. Uh, myself, Jeffries has got one poor start. Uh, sandwich in between two good ones here. Uh, Rodon doesn't need any further explaining. Um, 29 strikeouts uh, in his three starts so far. Um, I will put a word in for the Giants, though. Uh, they're doing it again, uh, like they did last season. And I'm still waiting for them uh, to falter and maybe um, fall a little bit behind, regress slightly. They're 11 and 5. Um, they've been absolutely outstanding. Uh, 42 runs uh, against. They've got a very similar line to the Dodgers uh, and not many people would put them on the same level there. Um, I thought that this was a game with a very low total. Uh, Rodon not giving up many runs, but Oakland have been okay. Oakland have been a little bit feisty. They're 9-8 themselves. Uh, they're doing a lot better than, than people gave them credit for. So I think Jeffries can keep this quite tight. Uh, and I've got Oakland on the run line um, at plus 1.5, uh, minus 130 uh, are the odds on that one. Uh, so, boys, uh, before we get to our uh, lock and dog, I will just tell you about PropSwap, which is where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs uh, are in full swing. PropSwap is where bettors find the best odds and turn the hard wood into hard cash. It's the only app that allows you to pick your favourite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. Uh, PropSwap has fantastic features like filtered tickets based on the best value, 
Free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale. A loyalty rewards program that turns ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. So join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. Uh, so just an example, uh, don't sell any Utah Jazz tickets over there, but go and buy all the Utah Jazz tickets uh, over there. I think I've got that the right way around, Moonoff. Is that okay? I, I have no comment. Okay. Moonoff <laughs> believes me to be a very silly man, uh, which is fair enough. Uh, right. Okay, then. Lock dog time. Uh, okay, Moonoff, uh, if you're so clever, uh, lead us off. What's going to win? Yeah, for my lock, I'm going to go with the over eight and a half in the Royals and White Sox game. Um, Again, Daniel Lynch, uh, left-handed pitcher going up against this White Sox lineup. I know we talked about that the White Sox have been struggling and they have some injuries, but I think this is a game where they can kind of snap out of it uh, and get some runs on the board at least. They don't have to win the game to score me some runs here against a left-handed pitcher. And again, same thing, Dallas Keuchel, you know, we talked about it. Malcolm, you pointed out that he hasn't been great either. Um, and again, the Royals uh, can get some runs up against him as well. So eight and a half of those seems a little conservative to me here. I'll take the over in this game. And then for my dog, a um, couple games that I did like here on the run line. Um, I'm going to go with the Padres minus one and a half plus 110 on their run line with Joe Musgrove on the mound against San Martin. I just don't trust San Martin. Um, the Reds, again, three and 13 so far this season. They've lost 11, I believe it's 11, 10 or 11 games. Uh, by two or more runs. So there's no point. If I do like the Padres in this game, I'm just going to take the run line at plus money. So those are going to be my two picks. Uh, lock over in the Royals and White Sox game, eight and a half. And then for my dog, um, Padres run line minus one, uh, minus one and a half, plus 110. Yeah, that's one of our uh, red or black roulette players, Moon, after following the trend. Uh, Noah, what have you got for us? So this easily could be a trap because it's set at eight and I just don't see why it is, but I'm going to go to the Rockies Phillies over eight here. Uh, it's kind of an ugly pitching matchup and there's a lot of PVB that I like here for the Rockies and Phillies. So over eight is probably, or not probably it is my lock. And then my dog is going to be the blue Jays on the run line at plus plus one twenty. Um, not a huge fan of Pavetta. And again, I, I love uh, the way that the Blue Jays offense has been looking so far this year. And yeah, I just think they just pounce all over Pavetta in the bullpen here. Okie doke. Uh, well, I'm going to go double lock here. Uh, I'm not going to change it. I did that last week when I was on with Dylan um, and it cost me. So I am going to double lock the over eight on the Rockies and the Phillies. Um, yeah, Rockies being okay. I know they haven't been as good on the road. Uh, but I think they can. Uh, I think they can contribute to an over here, uh, and certainly expecting the Phillies to get to Herman Marquez. Uh, for my dog, I am not going to be talked out of the Kansas City Royals by you two, uh, and the the stats on this this White Sox team against lefties. Um, yeah, I'm just not having the White Sox at the minute. They are in a bit of a funk. Uh, I don't mind Lynch. Uh, I am not having Dallas Keuchel. So I think plus one thirty for the Kansas City Royals will be my dog. Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is the handicap of a 15-game slate for tomorrow. Uh, that was intense. It was lots of fun. Uh, Moon, off anything else that we need to know about the NBA or everything else that you're up to at the moment? No, I mean, uh, 
NBA Gambling Podcast is, is chugging along. NBA playoffs. Uh, definitely check us out there if you haven't already. Um, again, the SGPN NFL mock draft is underway right now. So uh, look out for that on Wednesday when we actually do the live show when the Sean and Ryan will be out in the Blue Wire Studios uh, in Vegas, in the beautiful Win Las Vegas. Um, so definitely uh, tune in for that as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Noah, what have you got for us? Yeah, I'm actually on the clock picking for the Lions, so they're kind of ragging on me. But I do, I did want to mention this. Uh, Miguel Cabrera got his 3,000th hit over the weekend. And uh, for me, growing up, that's kind of been always the player that I've grown up, modeled my uh, hitting game after. And uh, I remember the day like in grade school, and that might be making you guys feel old, but in grade school when the Tigers acquired Cabrera, I was like, <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait to see where this thing goes. I never would have imagined that here in 2022, he would still be a Tiger and he's had the career he's had. Um, and that 3000th hit was a great clip. And again, shoot us a follow on the Twitter uh, app MLB SGPN. If you're looking for a highlight of one of your favorite players, that Cabrera clip absolutely took off. And we had, we had, we had some help from some Venezuelan baseball fans as well, because that was such a scene because the Rockies have the most Venezuelan players on their starting roster and Cabrera, who is kind of the idol to all Venezuelan baseball players uh, in their country, set that huge milestone with all those guys on the field. That was really cool. There was a ton of flags around Comerica Park for that moment. Very, very cool. Yeah, that must have been great for everyone involved, Noah. Uh, and I know you absolutely loved it. You did a great job with the Twitter thing as well. That was outstanding. Uh, it was really good to watch. Um, the I will mention that the, the first couple of episodes of the Z Run Gambling podcast, uh, we've recorded two episodes. They'll be coming out any time now. Um, if you think that it took Moonaf three weeks to teach me how to set up a Google folder, uh, then just imagine how much fun uh, Scott's had trying to get me to do things with cryptocurrency, uh, NFTs, uh, transferring. Oh, I haven't even got the right words. I can't even explain what's been going on because I haven't got the right words to do it. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to hear a man who is so far out of his depth that I can no longer see the shoreline, uh, the Zedron Gambling podcast is for you. Uh, so, yeah, that's been a wide old time. Uh, and if you know anything about Scott Bowser as well, uh, he can turn any subject into absolute degeneracy <laughs> in minutes. So, yeah, that's been loads of fun. Um, we let you go now because it's been... A- and I'm excited. Oh, mate. I'm excited. It's in. <laughs> it's in. It's an absolute shambles. Uh, but it'd be quite charming, though, uh, I'm sure. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, good luck with all your bets uh, and some combination of the gang. We'll be back for the rest of this week. Uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.